Have you ever had a guy who's ghosted you, walked right past you while on a date with your friend, or come up with every damn excuse under the sun as to why you all can't be together right after you all had sex? Well, I'm sorry to tell you, but welcome to the world of fuckboys, a land filled with lies, loneliness, lust, and a hell of a lot of laughs. Whether you're gay, straight, or just going with the flow, as we love to say these days, we've all encountered an individual like this at some point. And on this podcast, we'll begin to explore who these men are on the inside, what it's like dating them, and how we can put back together the pieces of our broken hearts as we begin healing the fuckboy in us all. And yes, oh yes, women can have fuckboy tendencies as well, so girls, nobody's safe. So sit back, grab a really tall cocktail, and prepare to laugh, cry, scream, and possibly be triggered, but most importantly, begin to move on as we address our fuckboy problems. Good evening, this is the news. Good evening, this is the news. Good evening, this is the news. Between James and Phoebe, really heating up now. Thanks. This is the fucking news. Is this the Krusty Krab? No! This is the fucking news. Hey everyone, I'm Justin Rain and welcome back to Fuckboys in the News. For this week's Fuckboys in the News, we're giving it a little spin. As you may or may not know, New York City will be the host of World Pride this week. Now shout out to all the fuckboys who think Pride events are only about hooking up. Guess what? They are not. Much love to you all and consider this week's Fuckboys in the News segment all yours. There you go. You're on the show. You made the cut. You're a star, baby. You've made it. Now blog and reblog and get all your fans and only fans to listen because guess what? This is the only time you'll be getting a shout out from me. But back to the matter at hand. We're here at Fuckboy Problems want to take a moment to honor what an amazing time we have reached here in American history. This is the sixth edition of World Pride and it's New York City's Pride and also the 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Uprising. Stonewall, if you don't know it, we're going to have a little history lesson. It was a riot that happened on June 20. 1969 in the early hours of the morning where police raided Greenwich Village in New York City. The raids sparked a riot among bar patrons and neighborhood residents and it evoked six days of not so peaceful protests you guys. We said we're not taking any more. This moment was just the beginning of us making a mark and standing up for the LGBTQ rights that we rightfully deserve and this is a moment that we should always pay homage to. So as you fuckboys leave your mark and your seed around New York City this weekend, please take a moment to acknowledge what an amazing space we have come to. Thank you, God bless, and please make sure to stay tuned as me and my buddy Jamel Stewart talk later on in the show about a person who took smothering to the max. I don't know what to do but to keep part two of my confessions. Hey everyone, I want to welcome today's special guest, Mr. Jamel Stewart, aka J-Fab the Dawn. Yo, what's up? Ah, I'm so happy to have you here today. Let's get into it and talk about your story. What is today's episode called? 
Smother me, please. Mr. Smother oh. me, please. Yes, please oh smother me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Shout out to your boo. <laughs> what up? <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> he does have a man, y'all. Before y'all even start sliding, she's yeah. a bad bitch. Don't come his way. Oh, he will sh- smack you, okay? And he's crazy as fuck, okay? <laughs> I think they're perfect for each other, in my personal opinion. <laughs> Just putting that out there, because we don't want no shit. It was a long journey trying to get him here. <laughs> All right? <laughs> We had to get clearance and everything. Clearance, okay. We had NDAs. It was right. a journey. It is like I think I have my. This is my yeah my green card, right? This is my green card. This your, your green, green card. card. <laughs> yeah, we finally got your green temporary, card. Temporary, temporary residence. Temporary residency in fuckboy land, but <laughs> he does have to go back, y'all. <laughs> He does have to go back. It's only because we're homeboys that this was even allowed. <laughs> and I promise to keep him out of trouble. So I'm going to steer the ship today. All right. So what is this guy's nickname that we're going to talk about? Mr. Smother Me, please. Uh, let's call him. Yeah, let's call him Darrell. Darrell. Yeah, let's call him Darrell. Darrell. Sounds, sounds kind of hot, right? Ooh, it's, it's not. Trust me. They don't look like a Darrell, though. Oh, damn. <laughs> damn. They are not a Darrell. Damn, Darrell. Darrell sound cute. Though. I know it sounded all cute when it rolled right, off your right, tongue. Right. Darrell did like, not roll. You sound off like a UPS guy. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you met Darrell. So Darrell, I met actually. Darrell was a friend. Um, it, Darrell was a friend of the group, and oh god, um, this sounds familiar. Yeah, a friend was a friend, a friend of the group. And we just started kicking it, like, you know, was hanging out. And then finally, like, I mean, I was attracted to him, and and I think he was attracted to me, but we wasn't sure. So, of course, like, we hanging out, like, on our own. And then, like, I guess we had that one moment, like, that one, like, drunken kiss. And we know that we, like, low-key was into each other. And then uh, we kissed. And then after that, we were just like, okay, um, I think, did we fuck that night? After we kissed? I don't know. I think we fucked that night. We may have fucked later on that night. And then <laughs> look, at, look at God. We're gonna say this was five years ago, just for safety. Yes. Purposes. Oh, yeah, it was. It was. Oh, there we go. Wait, maybe three. Yeah. <laughs> Still, regardless, this is well outside of you know wifey coming in. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, we um, we did that. We we met. I mean, we started hanging out more. I just I I didn't realize their personality was like very much like like they need they were okay so. No, wait, keep wait. it raw. Hold on, hold on. Say it exactly how it is. Don't filter yourself. Okay. Because this is where the whole fun happens. So, so, so you appara- didn't, you so didn't apparently know they were needy? It, got, it, it got to a point where this person was very needy, right? Okay. You know, this person had issues in their past, things going on. It was like I was like that saving grace to like I was you I was almost like that drug. Zone. Yeah, I was that comfort zone. Like like I was that drug now. Like they needed me. So it, it, it was less of a okay, I'm I want you or I'm into you and I wanna you know like I wanna like build with you or whatever. But it was just like I like I literally need you. Like like I can't I can't live without you. Almost I I want I want to feel wanted. I didn't want to. You want to feel, feel desired. I want to needed. be desired. I don't want to feel needed. I mean, obviously, because it's different. Because it leads to obligation. You feel yeah. You feel obligated, right? Yeah. So, versus like you want to be there yeah. because you're like yeah, like you crave me. I'm right. craving you too. Mm-hmm. I want to spend time with you. Yeah. But obligation is kind of like that dark cloud. Yeah. You're like it's like uh, okay, I have to be there because I'm I'm actually now I'm nervous for your safety. 
Yeah, so I'm coming around. Right. Because I'm like, okay, let me make sure you're okay. Let me make sure you're mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen you in this many a days. Yeah. And like, you're... Oh, no, we, there wasn't days. I mean, actually, it was funny because before they lived, they used to live far, right? Mm-hmm. They used to, you know, they lived away. And then all of a sudden, they conveniently found an apartment around the corner. Like, oh, God. You're there, <laughs> like, you're there few, every day. A few blocks away. And I'm just like, mm, okay, whatever. And then it was just Convenient. like, and me, I'm, I'm the type of person that like, I need my space too. So I just mm-hmm. like, okay. And then it just became overbearing. And then also, it was also at a time and period in my life where I was just not ready to receive the amount of like love and attention. And responsibility. Would, and responsibility. Yeah. At that time. And I think that's what, uh, that's what it was. It was just really like mentally I wasn't ready. And then it was just a lot at the, at, in the moment. Okay, so let's break down some of this. You guys met, you guys hooked up or whatever. There was a long time attraction Mm -hmm. that wasn't addressed. Mm -hmm. And then finally, you know, all the stars aligned. Right. And you guys finally like hooked up or, you know, whatever took place. We'll keep it real vague Mm -hmm. for safety Mm -hmm. purposes Mm -hmm. so you don't get smacked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... From when you guys first initiated kind of like taking things, you know, like finally taking it there. How long did it take for you to realize that, okay, wait a second, this person might be a little needy or they need more attention than perhaps, I guess, the traditional person that I've dated in the past. How long had you guys been like now hanging out since that first like hookup moment? How long did it take you to realize like, okay, like this person may be a little bit needier. They may have like a higher set of like a stronger need for affection and quality time than perhaps what I'm used to. I think I realized that maybe two months in. Two months in? Okay. Like two, three months in. I was like, okay, I see where this is going. And was there anything in particular that helped kind of like turn that light bulb on? Was it a, hey, like, what are you doing every single day? Was it a, damn, I had a bad day? Every few days, like what was it that made no, the it was just like it, it was just was like it them they inviting always... themselves over constantly. Well, that too. Well, no, well that to that, and then on top of that, <laughs> that <laughs> that's right there. <laughs> and then I'm on my way. Are you home? Where's my key? Let me just tell you. Okay. No. Um... Uh, been there. <laughs> Where? All right. You're home, right? Right. Now. Head of, head your light is on upstairs. I can see it. That was that. Oh, yeah. I'm oh, walking, shit, I'm, I'm walking past your block. Yeah, I see your light is on. Why aren't you picking up your phone? That's dangerous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's some fatal attraction. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it's fatal attraction, but it's fatal. Mm-hmm. So it's two months in. You realize, like, okay, like, he's aware of where you live, and he will invite himself. He's not taking into account the need for a space. Mm-hmm. Or space is not a necessity that he has. What was your response in those in those situations did you just comply you were like okay cool no i i, I think i laughed did I you try I, to push back a lot of times i would lash out um and then sometimes um, what did lashing out look like because we need because for some people out there I'm, they I'm probably don't even realize that they are lashing well, out so, in those for, situations well, so for, we want to make sure that well, we kind of show that. i'm i lash out because um i'm a moody person you so, are moody <laughs> i'm very moody but and people don't realize that like they really don't know that i'm moody well, and I think then, people hang out with you socially versus people who get to know you. Uh-huh. It's a difference, right? But no, even then, like people still don't don't get it. They don't because they always see this, you know, fun, goofy, whatever, whatever. But they don't see because I don't tell people when I'm in a bad mood or I'm when not. You're going you know, through it's stuff. just like it's just like 
it comes out in different ways. So, um, yeah, so it will come out in my moods. Um, and then it also was like, I, sometimes it was it, just like I said, the pressure. It was a pressure of like feeling obligated because that person, because you felt bad. Like you felt mm-hmm. bad. Like you didn't want this person to like, because, you know, obviously this person used to talk about um, incidents of suicide or, oh, wow. you know, feeling certain ways. So they had been sharing with you. So you were taking all that into account, Carol, too. So I felt responsible for that person. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's fair. You know, in those moments where I guess like they were sharing with you and being vulnerable, did you ever bring up therapy or ask them, did, were they getting any mental health support at the time? To they try did. To, like, they took cope? counseling. Okay. Actually, they, were actually taking... they were taking counseling, I think. I think they were taking counseling. They took a break or whatever. But, um, which is fair, you know. Right. But no, I mean, even me, like, sometimes I, I find myself like trying to find the right person or psychologist or you know therapist because you know therapy is necessary for everybody therapy is necessary for everybody people don't realize that it's not just i go every sunday it's not for mental health it's not for just just for people you know it's literally sometimes you just need somebody to talk to and um and somebody that's going to have an unbiased opinion so um they were doing that but yeah they also had they had some issues they had major issues with you know their parents, you know, um, they had a lot of stress, but obviously that's that's always going to go into play when you're when you have somebody else in your life. You have to you're going to take on whatever they have going on as well. Which so, is a good which is a good trait. Yeah, so you know, as long as you don't you're not the person like solving all their problems. You're just right. supposed to support, which is a difference. Right, exactly. So you know, you know, I try to support as much as possible, but of course, I'm that person that requires a level of space, and I need that for my sanity because. I'm an only child. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I'm low-key only child. People don't realize that because, I mean, I have a sister that, like, a, well, a cousin like sister. Like sister. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, we grew up together and, like, th- we have a great relationship together and that's, like, my sister. Um, but I literally operate like an only child. Like, I'm an only child. So, sometimes, like, for my own, like, sanity, I, like, need... moment. Yeah, I, like, <laughs> I love my own space, my own room. Like, I think the worst time of my life was when I had to share a room with somebody. Oh, my God. Um, in college. <laughs> that was literally, like, what? I can't close my door to you? Like, it was so bad. Um, college is the worst. Oh, my gosh. Worst. That freshman year, when you have to share that room. Oh, mm-hmm. my God. The person, like, two months in, they've shown you, okay kind of i guess the breadth of where they are what their needs are Mm -hmm. how long did this thing last like the entire time how long did it last six seven months okay that's a that's a that's a decent amount of time so okay you're at the two month period you realize like okay like their needs are a little bit you know more focused in this area it's gonna this relationship is gonna be a little bit codependent Mm. what do you do in your mind or how do you wrap your mind around continuing to go down this journey of um, it was it just okay i feel like i need to protect this person because i feel like it can't just be because you want to protect the person because you can want to protect a friend from afar mm-hmm. so you clearly had to care about them so yeah what course. was it about them you that care. made you okay with signing up for that kind of responsibility well i was okay with it because I mean, I did. I genuinely liked the person originally. Like that was, you know, I generally and I and I understand that, you know, in order to, when you're dating somebody, you actually have to put an effort, and you know, sometimes you have to take on certain responsibilities and whatever, whatever, and that just comes with the territory. So, um, I was trying to be a little bit more open minded, and then it just got to a point where I was just like, okay, now it's like I'm a necessity. 
I'm not a, I'm not a want. I'm not like, oh, I want you. Like, I want you. I, I want to feel wanted. And I felt like I was, I was, I was necessary. And for you, what does feeling wanted feel like? For you, what, what does that come out to be? Um, Versus feeling, feeling like a wanted, necessity. What's the difference? Oh, God. Um, how do you define that? I mean, um, compared to what you have now, that'll get you some cool points since you're definitely yeah. already talking about a past situation. Let's help you out. So yeah. how does the current person that you're dating make you feel wanted? I mean, he makes me feel want. He makes me feel special. Like, he, he does, like, just little things. It's just, just really good. Like, amazing. He's sweet, amazing, um, loving, care, caring, thoughtful. Um, and then I just felt like, yeah, that person had, you know, the ex had quality, great qualities, but it was almost like, it was all of these like sad stories. Oh, okay. So it never, so it started to go to a negative place. Yeah. Like it was all these sad stories and I'm not, I'm not a, you know, I'm, you know, people that know me know I'm not the sad stories. I think now looking at it and hearing it from you, I think you were kind of trying to challenge yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times in our heads, we're trying to grow. Yeah. We're thinking about maybe past mistakes and previous relationships, past times where we didn't, you know, stick around and tough it out with a person, you know, Mm -hmm. During a difficult time, because one of the first things that you said was, I felt like I wanted to be there. Like, they were a good person, and, you know, I was trying to do something different. Mm -hmm. So, in doing something different sometimes, you can push yourself past a point of compromise. And I think a lot of times as people, we're taught compromise, we're taught a false definition of what compromising is. Compromising is both of you all giving a little bit of what you may have wanted to kind of sacrifice for the other. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you throwing away everything that you need to survive. Mm -hmm. Because it's kind of like, how can I row my boat if I've given you both of my paddles? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, kind of in those situations, understanding what compromise is, and we're taught as black people, you know, you give, you give, you give, you give as people of color even more so. Let me not even make it just a black mm-hmm. thing. We're taught to give, give, give. And, you know, a lot of times when we're seeing these dynamics in the relationships, we're saying, you know, the black woman, we're seeing her give and sacrifice. And we learn through the years, you know, my mom wanted this, my mom wanted that, or my dad wanted this, my dad wanted that. But, you know, they got pregnant. So, you know, you give up all that and you take this shit ass job and, you know, mm-hmm. and you stick with it and you deal with it. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter. But you hear all this resentment through the years. You hear all this, you know, kind of like lost hope hopes and dreams so that but this is all under the framework and the definition of I compromise that's not Mm -hmm. compromise at that point you're sacrificing yourself you're sacrificing your well-being and your happiness and we understand and we appreciate our parents sacrifices Mm -hmm. but the whole goal of your parents sacrifices is for you to improve and do better so we kind of have to redefine what compromise is compromise is just giving a little bit on both ends to try to meet somewhere in the middle. And I think for you in that situation, you were like, okay, I know I'm predisposed to maybe not be so sensitive. I know I'm predisposed to be into myself perhaps and not so into what the other person is going through. So I'm going to go against everything that I naturally would do to try to get a different result, which is great. But you, I guess in the future or what I would suggest is give a percentage of that. Mm-hmm. Give a piece of that because we love those things about yourself. Mm-hmm. You have to do those things that are mm-hmm. natural and intrinsic mm-hmm. to you to mm-hmm. remain you, mm-hmm. or else you resent the person, or you get or you tired of the damn person. Right. 
one thing you hit a you hit a sensitive point where I think um, I don't know if we got to the breaking point, but um, but the breaking point um, now that I, I remember clearly mm-hmm. was I felt dra- I felt drained. You felt drained. I felt drained. I felt like I was pouring so much into the person. Uh huh. And were I was. You, were you getting anything back? Or did you feel like at this point they're just I coming wasn't. to you? No. Dropping I, I, all their shit off at your door. Exactly. I felt like I wasn't getting anything back and I felt drained. And that was the breaking point for me. And I was like, you know what? I can't. I mean, I I do love you and I care for you a lot. And um, But I just... I can't sacrifice myself to... To like, I have to, I have to have my life vest on first before I can save you, right? Oh yeah. And you're drowning me right now. Sorry. Um, like, 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 you know, you know how how they're on the Titanic, and, <laughs> and she's on the board. You're setting this up. <laughs> I love how you're setting this up. <laughs> like seriously, like she's on the board. She's on the, you know, on board, uh-huh. and you know, like, she, listen, Jack, girl, listen, girl, you got good luck. Listen, you 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 gonna take you gonna take us both down. We both can't be down, okay? So you gonna have to let go, girl. I don't know if that's the right example. But one of our future, I don't know if that's the. Don't y'all be quoting Titanic next time in y'all relationship or when y'all dealing with people. Try to tell people, hey, you know, I feel like Kate, you know, or, or, no Rose. Her name was Rose. Rose, right? I, you know, I feel like Rose, and I want to survive, and you're. Jack bitch and you just gonna have to go down I don't think that's how you need to frame it what I would say is one of our future guests coming up on an episode her she's a life and wellness coach her name is Kayla Nedza she's one of my very very close friends one of her best and most amazing quotes she taught me as I was coming out of a situation um, and coming back into singlehood she told me she said you cannot set yourself on fire to keep anyone else warm and that is the way I would put it. Oh, nice. You know, yeah. you all, yes, if anything, wow. you guys both should be setting each other on fire. Exactly. You know, setting yourselves on fire to keep each other warm. Exactly. It can't be one-sided. Exactly. So that would be my advice in that situation. And as we move forward to the breaking point. So the breaking point, like you said, let me just reiterate it, was the point to where you felt like you were giving everything of yourself, not receiving anything in return. And you were just getting depleted. You were getting drained. And a lot of times it can be like that in situations where the person does not know how to operate independently. Mm-hmm. Like you don't know how to do this work. And yeah, you can say you're going to therapy and all those things. But are you learning anything? Mm-hmm. Are you taking those tools? Are you putting it into practice? Because if you're dating somebody, and this is for anybody out there. If you're dating somebody and they are coming to you all the time with their problems, but are they're not asking you, hey, how's your day? What are you going through? What are you feeling? You know, mm-hmm. that is a problem, a major problem. Mm-hmm. Because at some point, resentment is going to set in. Mm-hmm. You're going to feel like, okay, what am I getting out of it? You're not going to be being, you're not going to be getting fed or nurtured or supported. Because everything that you're going through, you're not being able to get out and mm-hmm. vent and let mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you're going to be looking to other resources, other people, maybe even have an affair or cheat. I know mm-hmm. I've made that mistake before. Mm-hmm. You guys know on here, I'm all about being transparent about my mistakes so that you don't make the same mm-hmm. mistakes. Mm-hmm. When things get to that point, I would just suggest don't look externally to address the problem. At that point, you need to go to whoever you're dealing with, your partner, et cetera, and be like, hey... 
We need to take a break. We need space because you don't want to disrespect somebody just because the dynamic is not working. Right. There's no need to cause more damage to clearly a person that may have some issues that they need to resolve on their own independently of you. Right. Because at this point now you're a crutch. At this mm-hmm. point now you're taking care of them and you're facilitating them not taking care of themselves. Mm-hmm. So you reach this breaking point now that we got that little therapy moment mm-hmm. out of the way. So you reach this breaking point. And how do you address it with them? Um, or the light bulb is like, you're drained. Now well, what do you Well, at this do? point, um, my next course of action was, okay, we need space. Okay, so, so you didn't break up at first. You're like, we just need space. We need space. Um, how did that go? Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> it didn't go well from his facial reaction. Uh, the space. She bleached your shit. no the space was um the space i thought the space was okay we don't see each other we don't communicate we don't see each other whatever whatever did you give it a time did you give it a time i don't remember us giving us a time i don't remember you're not gonna tell me i'm sorry you're not gonna tell me you want some space right and you're not gonna be like okay but then we need space for this amount of time we need to take some we need to take it's not indefinite because if that's indefinite it's a breakup and then that's the thing they were um the 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 conversation was we're gonna have space right but then um he would do random pop-ups still and would still do the whole texting thing and um like i mean i listen granted like i want us to communicate still whatever but i don't think he disconnected he wasn't able to disconnect at all okay but in you asking for space right. now in the future for anybody who wants to ask for space do you think you should have given clarity as to what space looked like for you maybe maybe i'm I, yeah maybe i should have been clear like okay we're not going to communicate maybe, because obviously this they didn't know what space means right so they didn't know what space meant to it, you yeah. not what space means right space means different things you're right. to different people you're right you're right you're right so space meant to you, we need some time to not speak, mm-hmm. not communicate, not see, see each, each other, other, and really get our heads together independently. Independently, yep. Exactly. And for them, space meant, I'll leave you alone for two days, and you know, and then I'm going to come back around. Mm-hmm. And now I'm going to text you. Got yeah, it. Exactly. So, so they didn't get they didn't what space understand meant. that. There's, there was still the everyday text. It was still the like... Oh, um, I'm going to bring this, you know, whatever, whatever. I'm going to, like, random pop-ups, all that other stuff. Was space just really an excuse for you not being ready to say you want to break up? Maybe. Because don't be lying and saying you want space. It's very possible. Because space gives people hope. Don't give people Mm -hmm. false hope. If you know you want to break up, be a man about it and just say, you know, hey, I think Mm -hmm. this is where we're at. Give people logical reason because you know what? People are going to sit around here and they're going to take this thing what is it the little puzzle or whatever mm-hmm. you know with all the different colors and you're trying to match it oh, up I, I don't know Rubik's Cube Rubik's Cube people yeah. are going to be taking that thing apart and trying to put it back together like a Rubik's Cube that break up and you it's better to give people understanding if you have an understanding why you don't want to continue mm-hmm. try to provide people as much clarity as possible like hey I feel like we're incompatible I feel like you know right now where you know you're in a place where you need to kind of gain some you know emotional independence and i right now don't feel like i have the resources and you know the energy to support you in that way Mm -hmm. 
And at least you're giving that person, you don't have to go into every detail and break them down and diss them and shit, but you can give them, you know, like a reason that actually is purposeful and mm-hmm. constructive mm-hmm. as to why you don't think that you guys are going to work right Well, that's now. the thing. They gave Versus me all, but, but the problem, hope. But the problem was space bullshit. Right. But that's the, bullshit. But the problem was they gave me ultimatum. They were like, okay, I don't know what space And they should. I, and, and they I, should I, have I, because I, you didn't give them because a timeline. I, because I let them know because they, their whole thing was, okay, I... They're like, okay, well, you know that I'm I'm very capable of completely cutting you off, right? Like uh-huh. completely cutting you off. Yeah, because now they're defensive. Yeah. So now they're like, they're like, I've done it in the past, and yes, I love you to death, and I I I feel like I can't live without you, but I am completely able to cut you off completely, or whatever. And so that was the ultimatum. And I was like, okay, how is that an ultimatum? Like, okay, so space for that is space for you is. I feel like there were like spaces for you. They were very like, okay, absolute. Cut, they were completely absolute. like completely cut off. Like don't like they want to cut off the situation. I'm like I don't want to cut off the situation because a lot of times for people that are codependent, it has to be either cold turkey or all in. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Yeah, because okay for them, you've gotten used to this life. You've gotten used to being attached to this person, going to them for anything and everything. You're getting all your energy from this person. Mm-hmm. So if I'm gonna have to go without, I don't want to go without a little bit and be yearning because that's kind of like a tease. Mm-hmm. You know, either I'm going to have all of you or none of you because I need because I need to get over you or I need to stay with you. I'll need that in between. That's that murky shit. Mm-hmm. If you don't want your water murky, I don't want my own relationship murky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's just what it is. So I get that. I think the critical error is when you all ask for space, be clear. And you and sometimes that means you once again have to go to the negotiating table and be like, hey, I think. We need to spend X amount of time away from each other, not communicating to try to come up with a decision. I always suggest to people two weeks. Mm-hmm. Two weeks is a good amount of time to go without somebody. The first few days, you're going to miss them. The next few days, you're going to be like, oh, yes, this is nice. And then, <laughs> <laughs> then by the one week mark, you're going to start processing the relationship. You're going to start processing, you know, what time without them is like going to process. Okay, the mistakes you're going to process. Okay, what were the things that they brought to your life that maybe somebody else didn't? You're also going to be sliding in DMs. You're going to be chit-chatting. <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. You're going to chit-chat with other people, seeing what else is out there. Then you're going to realize that either something better is out there or it isn't. And then by the time you kind of hit that two-week mark, you'll have a decent idea of what the grass could be like on the other side, what you currently have, what mistakes you might have made, what mistakes they might have made. And you'll be able to be like, okay, if I'm going to come back to this, if I'm going to continue working on this, these are the types of you know actions that need to be taken or we just need to cut the cord. Mm-hmm. But either way, I think two weeks is a good amount of time for space. And, you know, anybody that really wants to make it work, they will take the two weeks and they will use it constructively. If you take two weeks away from somebody and you didn't learn anything, you didn't figure anything out, that also is an indication to me that we're not compatible. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, honey. <laughs> honey, honey, honey. Mm. We're not compatible. <laughs> but no, so I think you guys realized that the space thing wasn't working. He gave you um, this whole ultimatum. And then you finally were like, what? Let's just not? Um, and say we did. <laughs> uh, well, so the space ended up with... <laughs> the space was never really space. The space was never really space. And it, it got to a tipping point where we were just like, we decided that, okay... This is not going to work, period. So, period. Period. Um, yeah, so after that, it's 
what's interesting to me is after like literally what he said was what he said <laughs> he cut me off completely like it was done <laughs> as long as you knew you knew and how did that make you feel um uh, i was a little shocked because i was like oh he's really about that life like he was serious like okay like i thought Shout the person that needed girl. me i was like so the person that that i felt like needed me didn't need you anymore. Uh, didn't need me, but or they, or they needed could, me, but they they they, they were able to they were able to refuse and change their whole mindset. Um. Well, they had to. They had to just learn to live without you. Yeah, and I was shocked. I mean, I I literally was like, okay, you you really was a little blow to the ego. Yeah, huh? it was a blow. It was a blow. It's I was a like, blow okay, to ego. Um, it is. It always is. <laughs> it was for me as well. <laughs> I was like, okay. When they cut you off and you don't think they can, and you're like, yeah, no, my dick good. You got this, this, bitch. Did no nigga make you nut hands right? <laughs> I'm just I, hypothetically, hypothetically, you know. And you like, well, bitch, I'm not fucking you tonight. Who is? I know it's been three right. weeks. Right. I know you need it. I'm like, but, <laughs> but no, it is, is humbling. And then hopefully you took from that, you know, some learning. You're like, okay, well, one, I shouldn't take people for granted. Mm-hmm. Two, you know, <laughs> I'm not God <laughs> and I'm, I'm not God's gift to man mm-hmm. <laughs> because what you can do for somebody, somebody else definitely can and vice versa mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as you clearly have proven mm-hmm. moving onward and upward. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would say overall is I think it was better for you to be out of that situation. It clearly looked like it wasn't healthy. Mm. Um, I think there's nothing wrong with being needy as we bring this whole thing to a close. I think there's nothing wrong with being needy, like I was just saying. But I do think that if you know you require extra attention, you know you require, you know... You gotta be... Okay, so... You gotta be straightforward about it. Listen, you gotta let tell, me tell you the something. person. Because you gotta... It's certain me, people for certain right, things. Right, exactly. Okay, so... Let's as we like this, like you said, as we bring this to close. Um, so obviously, like this is this is this was something that at the time it was a maturity level, right? So I mm-hmm. obviously wasn't ready for you know the the time and attention that he required, right? Um, but like even to this day, like it's crazy how like it's the point, it's the like like I have no hate for this person at all. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I have I love for this person, and and I've always just wanted to like say you know I apologize for the way I treated you, just because I. Like it wasn't your fault. Like I mean, some I of it, it is was, your fault. I don't think it was some, anybody's fault. It wasn't your apolo- fault, but at the same I time, like I, I personally wasn't ready for that love and attention. That and you, I don't think they were either. To be honest, so yeah. I don't think either either one of you needs to apologize. Mm-hmm. I think both of you are hopefully. I I've seen you grow as a friend watching. You grow. I think you I think you've matured mm-hmm. from a few years ago when we met. But um, hopefully they've matured as well, and mm-hmm. hopefully some of. Those issues that they have, you know, as far as dependence and things like that, you know, they've kind of worked on their Mm -hmm. issues, you know, and if they haven't, I hope that if they're listening and they know Mm -hmm. that this is about them, hopefully they'll seek some But you know what, though? It's important. It's very, 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 very important. And this is what I make very clear. And this is me. And this is, you know, you know me. It's all right. And you know, and you and you know that I, I, you know, I. I, I laid out for you in the, from the beginning. Like I tell you, this is who I am, and a lot of times, like people, you can you can choose to like it and you can choose not to. But my whole thing, <laughs> like, all right, like like. But I let people know 
like who the fuck I am. And the problem is people think that they can change me. That's the problem. Well, I think only you will change for you. Like, I feel like I will change when the time is ready for me to change as I grow. Yeah. You know, as we grow, you know. What's in I the, think you should you know, never, I think you should never seek to change someone. Right. You I should never, you have, that's the problem. People, I go, think people go into situations, oh yeah, okay, you told me that about you, but they're in, te- low-key, low they feel ego, like they can mold you. E- well, that's, I don't. Even, I think that's. I think that kind of goes down to like an ego thing. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we think that okay, that we're so great, or that the things about me are so wonderful that it will motivate a person to change. And mm-hmm. that is a false hope that you're selling yourself, mm-hmm. and you're because you're putting an entire relationship's success on your worth, mm-hmm. and your worth is internal. Mm-hmm. And now you're making it dependent upon someone else valuing it at the same level so what you're kind of teaching yourself is if this person does not change that i was not worth enough to change for which is a completely wrong way to value or measure a situation Mm -hmm. you should never be like okay i'm this great or i know i'm this person so they will change for me no Take a person as who they are. One of the greatest things I've learned in therapy is do not fill in another person's blanks for them. If you Mm want to know something, ask them. If you want to see if they're capable of something, let them tell you. Even if you don't believe what they're telling you is the truth, accept it and move on. Mm -hmm. Radical acceptance on another episode of Fuckboy Problems. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I think overall, I think just you know, being able to be transparent about who you are from the get go, what your needs are, is going to be critically important when it comes to people who may have a high need for affection, attention, quality time, etc. Because that just seems like that's what their love language was outside of maybe some issues personally that they needed mm-hmm. to address. Mm-hmm. And for you. I think you were trying to challenge yourself to do something different, but also you have to be transparent about what your language is Mm -hmm. and make sure that you're willing and you make sure that you're willing to, I guess, meet with someone or, you know, you're compatible with someone whose love language may differ and make sure that it's not too big of a stretch from who you intrinsically are. Right. And that's for anybody. Because that is a love language. Yeah. That Smothers, quality quality people, time. Yeah. But that's, yeah, that's some a people love need language. that. And, yeah. And, and that's perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Nothing is wrong with that. Mm-hmm. I think it's about you, you know, doing a temperature check and you like being a hundred percent honest with yourself. Hey, can I, can I be, you know, can I be with somebody like this for a weekend or can I be with somebody like this for a lifetime or an extended period of time? And there's a very big difference spending time with somebody who may need a lot of affection for a weekend versus somebody who needs a lot of affection consistently. And you just have to be honest with yourself and don't lie. Don't sign up for something and don't write a check that you cannot cash. You hear me? Facts. I couldn't help but wonder. 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 Are men just women with balls? This is a good time to vent. Officially. Now, in the great tradition of Paris is burning, the library is about to be open. Because reading is what? 
All right, we have Jamel here, and we are up to the fuckboy versus fucked up portion of the show. Are you ready? I am ready. Let's us. All right, so Laquette writes in, and she has the subject line, he needs a life. Laquette? Yeah, don't be that's judging, a cute, no, that, no, don't that's, be judging her no. name. I like that name. She's a cute, no, it's a cute name. I like it. Laquette? I don't know if I like how she spell it, but you know. <laughs> we Thank you for writing in, Laquette. Let me not be rude. I mm-hmm. apologize. Okay, the subject line is, he needs a life. She says they've been together for seven years, and all he does is work, go, the gym, go to the gym, and sit at home. She says he never goes out or socializes unless he's with her. Her boyfriend's name is Rashawn, by the way. She says anytime she wants to go out, he's passive aggressive, invites himself, or all of a sudden has some type of like life drama or work drama that strikes and requires her to stay at home and love and support him, which basically is just her canceling her plans Mm -hmm. instead of going out. She says she even found out that some of these kind of dramatic issues or problems that he's been dealing with were either exaggerated or completely fake. Mm-hmm. She says that she loves him, but he needs a life of his own and he needs to find some fun of his own or they won't work. And she says at this point, she damn near feels like he's manipulating her into staying with him. What did she do? What should she do? Yeah, what should she do? And is he um, being a fuckboy? Or is this situation just fucked up? Um, I think that the situation's fucked up. Um, <laughs> it just goes straight in. It should just... No, it's just... It's, it's, that's, that's not a fuckboy. Um, uh, he's a homebody. And, you're, and she's somebody that wants to do adventurous things. She wants to have fun. She wants to go dating. She wants to, you know, do things. And it's apparently he's just... He's, apparently, he just seems like he is not looking to invest the time into his woman. I mean, obviously, you know this is the person that you've been dealing with for... Seven years. Seven years. You know that she likes to have fun. And apparently, he's not willing to even make the changes to like try to at least remotely do something fun to make her feel, you know... Like, obviously, he all the effort that he puts in is to make dramatic scenes to keep her home. Yeah. So, my whole thing is, like... It's just a fucked up situation, and um, it's either you are willing to deal with that, um, la la chat, la cat, (laughs) (laughs) or, (laughs) or, uh, yeah, it's either you're willing to deal with that or not. I think I personally, if I were you, um, I would, you know, it's been seven years, and if he's not changing, and he's not, and if you've put out signs to, like, have fun, and he's making excuses to not, to not, it's probably time to walk away, because you have a life to live, and um, you're young, you're beautiful, and I feel like you need to um, enjoy your life and be with somebody that will give you that excitement that you need in your life. And um, yeah, it's time to don't, don't, yeah, don't, don't settle. I don't know how old Lockett is, and that's gonna give me some context if she should walk away or not. She gave this Negro seven years. That's an investment. You know how much money you could get back on a CD? Uh, for but, seven years at the bank? Hello? I, I, no, I, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know, but it's just like... I no, just, I yeah. would tell... I don't, I don't know. Because see, this is what stuck out to me. And this is what makes me kind of feel like he's a fuckboy. Mm-hmm. Or he's got some strong fuckboy tendencies. The fact that 
he, she said, has created some of these like dramatic scenes and situations to force her to stay home. And yes, a thousand percent, he's manipulating you, girl, if you feel like something. And what I've learned is if you feel like something is manipulation or is anything, it is manipulation. Manipulation. If you feel like he's cheating on you, a lot of times, if you get to the point to where it's like you have like you like seen like you found the poppers mm-hmm. <laughs> in his gym bag, mm-hmm. like and you know like the poppers are normally in y'all's drawer in your bedroom. Like why are mm-hmm. poppers in your gym bag? <laughs> Hello, if he's if he's spending extra time in the morning in the bathroom getting ready, like when he normally gets ready before y'all fuck. Hello, Dad. and the morning before you go to work, he's cheating on you. Dad. <laughs> he's cheating on you. <laughs> Pop him upside the head and give him his walking papers. Dead. New Good day, New yeah. York. Good day. But I mean, but obviously there's yeah, there needs to be more straight, context. But no, but there yeah, needs to be more context. We need, to we this. need more. We need more context. But, but based off of based off of what she explained. Oh, he's definitely done. Fuck. He's definitely fucked up. He's just fucked up. He's just fucked up. It's just fucked up. But, but if we got fuck- more context, it may be a fuckboy. He may be doing. He may graduate I, to fuck with. Yeah, I want to. I want to know. I would. I would want to know if this is a habit that he's done over the years, like from when you first met him. Mm-hmm. Because if this is something that he's always been doing, versus maybe he just has like social anxiety. Yeah. Maybe. Oh, it's, it's, that's a yeah. Thing. That's a so thing. like maybe I want to know if he's always been doing this because if he's always been you know creating these situations and circumstances and always wanting to keep you to himself that is manipulation that is controlling and that is a fuck well a lot of times it is but a lot of times it is social anxiety there's a lot of people but i know a lot of people that i know i also know couples to where like the guy or the girl transitioned into being in this space like he wasn't naturally like that like when they Mm -hmm. first started Mm -hmm. dating Mm -hmm. and that's different i could understand that and i would be more concerned and i would also be more compromising understanding because i'm like maybe something changed in your life Mm -hmm. you know and we don't know all the details like you're saying we need more context but um i think he's a fuck boy if this is what he's always been doing like if this is something new i think you need to you know call a spade a spade mm-hmm. i think you need to say it to your face say mm-hmm. it to his face hey you know i've caught you in a couple of these lies and they weren't actually true let's not make this a habit let's not do this again the next time you have a dramatic scene you'll be you'll be you'll be sitting on the couch addressing it yourself watching you know real world versus road rules alone Oh my God, or whatever, yeah, or whatever, <laughs> or whatever, or whatever show of choice. You know, Ninety Day Fiance is my personal fave. The Great British Baking Show was another, mm-hmm. um, I, a newfound love of mine. Um, but you'll be watching whatever you know streaming special of your choice alone, addressing your problems at work yeah. this week. You know that happens so often. As my girls ask me, you know, for a wine and magazine party. Hey, bridesmaids, it's a wine and magazine party. (laughs) Or, 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 or you can live your life. You know, leave him. (laughs) Not leave him. No, 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 not leave him. But live your life. Like, leave him home if he wants to stay home. Leave him. Like, hang out with your girlfriend. Ladies, leave your man at home. Exactly. Leave your man at home. Now, there's going to be time. Now, this well, is, you need to stay now, home. You can't be doing that all the time now. Right, you got to balance. Right. There needs to be a balance. But but hang out with your girlfriends every once a week, every two weeks or whatever at the end of the day. Have have some fun. But at the end of the day, you it's very possible. Or like, go out he with your needs girl. to be fearful. Like, if he's not... My thing is, if you going out all the time hanging out with your friends... 
like he needs to like you need to like it's very dangerous so like my where are his homeboys like why like wear the sexiest scandalous dress out that night and make him see you as you going out with your girlfriends like he should like it'll, it'll make him pop out what's up What's up? Does he have friends? Encourage him to go out with his friends. Actually, right. you know what? Y'all been together seven years. You probably have a relationship with his friends. So reach out to his friends and be like, "Hey, can you get but can you get him out the house? Mm. He hasn't been out. He hasn't been out in a long time. You know, maybe he just needs to find the fun in being out again." Mm-hmm. I know that's happened to me before. You kind of have to like, you know, learn how to socialize again. Um, also, you know. Maybe you go out with your girls and you come home and you slay him when mm. you get home. Because that'd be some of the best fucking. <laughs> okay. That'd be some of the best fucking. Like, y'all both go out. Y'all can meet each other, you know. Or, like, mm. he swing through in that Uber Mm-mm. right by where you and the girls are at. And then mm. y'all just go home and y'all just hit it. Right. Y'all hit it till the sun come up. That's mm-hmm. a good one. Or, you know, he can sit at home and fall asleep on that couch. And you just wake him up sucking his dick. That's also a good one. Mm-hmm. You know, let the Lord use you. <laughs> Hello? I'm just I'm just trying to tell you. If you're fine with leaving his ass at home, make it worth his while when you come back. Hello? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just ride it. Just just hop on it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, God. It's been a minute. <laughs> now I'm just laying. <laughs> y'all, know, y'all know I don't do that stuff. I don't do that stuff. But no, he's definitely fucked up. Um, I'm going I'm to I'm say he's fuckboy-esque. He's definitely on. He's definitely kind of towing the line for me. But we'll give you a fucked up for this one. All right? Rashawn, I'm going to need you to get your shit together. Laquette, mm-hmm. be clear about what you want. Any other advice? Yeah. Enjoy your life. Live your life. She's living her best life. Okay. Hey. Ain't worry hey. about you, hey. nigga. Hey. She's living her best life. Hey. And hey. we out. Wow. Hey, how are we listening to a little bit of music? Bro. How did you know? I love this song. Mm, hi. That is my song. Hi. You know they gave me a shout out on the album, right? What? Yes. Everywhere I go, mm, I mm, see mm. the same song. So we are at the song of the week portion of the show. Jamel, tell the folks out there, what is the song for the Mr. Smother Me Please episode? You bugging me, you bugging you, you bugging me, saying, saying, that's cool. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> he is so stupid, y'all. He's been taking shots. Uh, Destiny's Child, Bugaboo. Um, yeah, we do. Um, so, everybody, if y'all live in Brooklyn, if y'all don't live in Brooklyn, make sure y'all come to Kingsman Thursdays. It's in Bed-Stuy. Every Thursdays, we do drinks. We do the um, we do 90s throwbacks, Destiny's Child. Bugaboo. Bugaboo. Um, I, I love 90s music. I literally do. I love the 2000s. I love all of that. But um, yeah, Destiny's Child Bugaboo. Um, very fitting for the episode. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that's a classic. It is a classic. It's crazy to think like that's a classic now. I know. Like that's our classics. That's our classics. Like that's our classics. So um, yeah, I hope y'all enjoy it. And make sure to download and subscribe our Fuckboy Problems playlist available on Spotify and iTunes.
what you're saying. Can we waken this up a little? Well, yeah, if you think you can. Okay. Deanna. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go somewhere, you better wake up and pay attention. If you want to be somebody, if you want to go Today's fuckboy fix of the week word is independence. And it's not just Webby's I-N-D-E-P-E-N-D-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? Okay, I'm stopping now. All right, so it's not just Webby's version of independence. It's emotional independence, physical independence, mental, social independence. And when I say that, I'm sp- oh, financial independence. Yes, God. Yes, yes God. Yes, God. Oh, I almost missed that Ooh. one. Hallelujah. Ooh. No, but it's about independence in every area of your life. That means that when somebody comes into your life, you won't need them for anything. That they are just an an addition. Kind of like when you go and you buy a cute, you know, fanny pack. You can do without having it with your outfit because everything Mm -hmm. that you have on already is fine and it is sufficient. It's an accessory. Anybody that you add into your life should add to it. They shouldn't be a necessity. And if you have emotional independence, you'll be fine. You'll be able to handle things on your own when tough times come your way. It's always great to have the support of someone else, mm-hmm. but you won't need them. When you have financial woes, you it'd be great. You know, yeah, you give me a couple dollars, but you could find a way to handle it on your own. Mm-hmm. Physically, okay, you have the ability to please yourself. In whatever form you find possible, Mm -hmm. whether that be via masturbation, via an external tool, whether it be a fleshlight toy, dildo, vibrator, you know, whatever, you know, cortisone of pleasure, if that's your thing, you know, sex work is fine. Um, Mm -hmm. We support it over here at Fuckboy Problems. Um, But be independent in whatever your choice is. Don't deal with someone physically just because you need to get your rocks off. That's not the way to do mm-hmm. it either. Find a fuck boy. Y'all, I mean, find a fuck buddy, not a fuck mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. find mm-hmm. a fuck buddy. And you guys deal with those issues, you know, on your own, you guys get a partnership, but be independent in every area of your life. So that when someone comes into your life, they can purely just be a wonderful, joyous addition. That's lighthearted and doesn't have the trappings of, Issues that you haven't dealt with, independence that you haven't found within yourself. What about you, Jamel? What would you say on the topic of independence? Um, I don't. I mean, no. I think you tapped on all of it. Um, I I personally just you know I feel more comfortable when I'm financially uh, independent because I just be like, okay, I pay my own damn bills. You know, I don't have to answer to nobody. Like, that part. Like that part is just that that part's very crucial. That's vital. That's vital. Like that. <laughs> that's vital to like just like you if you sleeping on a mattress, own it. Right, becoming of age is just like that. That critical part for me has always been like I don't want to have to depend on anybody. Like I'm I'm a very independent person. And emotionally, you Emotion- don't want to have to deal with someone. You want to be able to deal with the tough times. Yeah. And the good times on your own. Because what mm-hmm. if somebody isn't there? What if somebody yeah, doesn't exactly. answer the phone? Exactly. Exactly. But you know what though. I've come to, you know, my older self would have been like, mm, girl, you know, get over it. Let's go, let's go. Come on. 
but I, I mean, I get it. Some people are not built that way, and some people need that emotional support. And um, but they you do. have to work on it. You know, they have, have to work, to work it's, on it. It's, it's, it's yeah, it's a process. So, um, but yeah, I definitely um, believe in you know emotional independence and um, financial independence because I feel like once financials is right, like you can find anything. I mean. Like, I don't know. Like, for me, I'm just like, the money's right. The bank account's looking good. Like, what's up? We can, everything can be great. We can work it. <laughs> we, can we can make, make everything, everything work right. out, okay? <laughs> you is a fool. I'm not going to lie to you. When that stress go away. Yo, what I lot, tell you, you all of that. You Let me tell you. You will deal with a lot more uh, if that money be right. Right, oh exactly. I am telling people. We can work out a lot of stuff. We, we can pay for a therapist. Yes, we can. We can. Oh, okay. So, this is when I'm amazing mm-hmm. oh my gosh i've definitely loved you it's been nice to catch back up it's been a while yes. tell the people out there in all the lands of the lands as t.s madison says it um tell people how they can find you on social media all right so you can find me on jfab underscore the dawn on instagram um you can also follow uh my event page yeah info at kingsman.nyc uh wait actually info at in, info at kingsman.nyc but you can also go to the instagram page which is kingsman of brooklyn um on instagram we have monthly parties we have every thursday spots um so yeah just follow us and um, it's all about good vibes and great people and great conversations and creating amazing um experiences and spaces for people to uh develop whatever they want to develop and you will always find somebody there who can help you out you know, collaborate on a project. I will tell you that for sure. That's actually how I met our producer, mm-hmm. Alfred Chambers mm-hmm. Jr. We'll plug him again. I met him via JFAB the Dawn mm-hmm. at his amazing Brooklyn house parties. Like I said, if you yes. can invite it, take yes. the invite, take yes. them up on it. Yes. You know, you may see me there. I pop up from time to time when I'm on the East Coast. Yes. Um, Monday, 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 Monday. No, I'm playing. Um, So, thank you all so much for listening. I'm your host, Justin Rang. Thank you, Jamel Stewart, for coming on the show. And bye, fuck boys. (laughs) Bye. I'm I'm retired. I'm retired, y'all. I'm retired. He's a retired. He's a retired fuck boy like me, y'all. See you next time. Later. Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. Please make sure to like us on Facebook at Fuckboy Problems. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram spelled F-U-K-K-B-O-I Problems. And if you've got fuckboy problems or just wondering if you might be a fuckboy yourself, feel free to shoot me a message at fbprobs at justinrain.com. Again, that's F-B-P-R-O-B-S at justinrain.com until next time I'm your host Justin Rain and this is Fuck Boy Rock